Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill. Well, the first three episodes of season 13 have gone pretty good up to this point. And then we run into this episode. This episode that I'm going to be talking about momentarily is... Oh, let's just call it what it is. It's the worst episode of the season so far. <laughs> oh my god. It, 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 I'm, just, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. This one is pretty bad. I mean, there's... How, how can I say this? It's... It's not on the territory of the worst episode ever, or one of the worst, but damn, this is bad. (laughs) So, oh god. So the episode uh, is entitled, Eat, Pray, Queef. That is the name of the episode. And, you know, as, you know, one of the things that I like about this podcast, that I've done with Fro over the years when he was on, and even when he or even in the years that he hasn't been on, is we've had to go through the the real bad shitty episodes, and this is one of them. This is definitely one of them. So, gotta get this out of the way. Let's dive into this week's episode: Eat, Pray, Queef. The episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and aired on April 1st, 2009. Yep, you got it. It's an April Fool's episode. So the episode begins at the school where the day is over and the boys are excited because part two of a new Terrence and Philip episode is about to premiere. So... They all get together at Cartman's house, and they're there just a time to watch on the Canada channel. The only channel in Canada. Their words, not mine. So they show what happened previously on Terrence and Philip, where Terrence farted on the American president, but Philip took the blame and went to jail. And now, for the exciting conclusion of Terrence and Philip Blood Rage will not be shown at this time, so we can bring you the following presentation. And that is when we are introduced to the Queef sisters, Catherine and Katie Queef. So, what is, what are, who are the Queef sisters? Well, they're basically the female version of Terrence and Philip. Except, where Terrence and Philip fart out their ass, Catherine and Katie let air out through their vaginas. Yeah. So the boys are watching in disgust, and they are just beyond upset that this is even making air, that this is even on television. Well, Terrence and Philip are upset too because they are at the headquarters of the Canadian television station, and they're wondering, well, what the hell is this crap? What is this? So, 
you know, they're told that this is the new thing. This is brand new. So, the next day at school, the boys gather together, and the girls, you know, they wonder how it all went. And, well, the boys are very upset about this incident that happened on television. Cartman is on the phone with somebody from the Canadian channel. We're never told, you know, who or what. And they, you know, make a, a, a complaint. So as the girls walk away, they have an idea. So Butters is writing down a letter to send to the Canadian channel. When all of a sudden, the girls bring over another girl. And this girl queefs in her face. And Butters is sent running, scared, out the door, screaming, all the way to his home. And his dad is there and is not sure what happened. So, Randy gets a call and is told of what happened and that there will be an emergency parent meeting tonight. So, at the school meeting, we see that the topic is brought up of farting and queefing. And, you know, Principal Victoria is like, Oh, well, you know, I get at least one kid a week into my office because they fart on another girl. So, you know, you get this whole argument back and forth about how, why do they think farting is funny but queefing isn't, and the other way around. Then we go to the Regis and Kelly show. Yay, we get Regis Philbin. Hello, welcome to another episode of Live with Regis and Kelly. I tell you, this show will never end. How about it, Gildman? So anyway, the Queef sisters are on, and... They're there because they're sweeping America, and they've come out with a new book called Eat, Pray, Queef. And, you know, the girls, the women in the audience are loving it, and Kelly Ripa is loving it. And it gets to the point where they all queef, and Regis just leaves. I just wonder, though, how bad would it have been if Kathy Lee was still there? How many times would she have been queefing? Uh, so a quick history of, well, basically Regis, you know, with Regis and Kelly. This really begins in 1983 as it is known as The Morning Show. That is what it is known as at the beginning. So Regis Philbin, Regis Philbin is the host and he's got a co-host, Cindy Garvey. Well, along the way, Garvey leaves and Ann Abernathy comes in to do the show. Then, after Abernathy leaves, a young lady by the name of Kathy Lee Johnson joins Regis Philbin in June of 1985. That would end up being Kathy Lee Gifford. The morning show would become the number one television show in New York. And on September 5th, 1988, would debut in national syndication and change the name to Live with Regis and Kathy Lee. 
They would stay together until 2000 when Kathy Lee decided it was time to go. So they went on a search and it ended up being Kelly Ripa. And for 10 years, it was live with Regis and Kelly. Then, after Regis retired in 2011, it ended up being for four years live with Kelly and Michael with it, Michael Strahan. And then, after Michael left in, 27, or in 2016, they did a search again, and Ryan Seacrest wound up being the new co-host. And to this day, we still have some version of what was originally the morning show. It is live with Kelly and... Uh, <laughs> God, I'm forgetting the name already. Kelly and Ryan. And they have done... And you got to count everything together. Over 7,000 episodes. That's pretty scary. Then we go to Martha Stewart. Now, this is Martha Stewart post-jail, but pre-hanging out with Snoop Dogg. So, they show this bit of... It sounds disgusting. <laughs> Martha... Taking glitter, sticking it in her vagina, and then queefing, and we get confetti. Yay! So, that night, uh, Sharon... And Shelly, they're at one side of the table. Randy and Stan are at another. And Sharon queefs. And we get this whole argument, again, of when queef is when a girl queefs, if it's funny or not funny, and when a guy farts, if that's funny or not funny. And then Terrence and Philip get the bad news. They've been fired. They've been replaced by the Queef sisters. So they get, as a going away present, a box of cookies. So the boys end up visiting Butters in one of the few funny moments of this episode where Butters has like this big bag of ice wrapped around his head and the boys bring him a gift. And then they take a picture of him because Butters is going to be the face of anti Queefing. God, this sounds... So then, we see Catherine and Katie. They're doing their toenails when the doorbell rings. And it's Terrence and Philip. <gasps> well, the girls are excited because Terrence and Philip were their idols, their heroes, their role models. Terrence, on the other hand, has a gun, and he's about ready to kill the both of them. When one of the sisters explained that it's because of them that they got into comedy and they did this shtick. So Terrence then puts the gun down and he's like, well, I can't shoot them. This one's kind of hot. And Philip is like, really? I think the other one is hot. So we get a montage of Terrence and Philip with Catherine and Katie as they stroll around driving in Canada and they go to the wineries of Canada. Yep, three of them. But we only get to see two. 
And then we get to, oh my, this scene. So I have to set this scene up. So a moment ago, I talked about how they took a picture of Butters being the face of, I guess it would be called anti-queefing. So they end up going to the Colorado General Assembly. And the scene that I'm going to play is the guys making an argument to ban queefing. What we get is one of the weirdest scenes I think I've ever seen in the history of South Park. And remember, we're only in season 13, so there's at least another 10 more seasons of weird crap. But, yeah, let's play the scene. I don't have to explain it. Anyway, that night, Terrence and Philip, along with Catherine and Katie, are having sex. And then they both get to arguments, and Terrence and Philip leave the room as Catherine and Katie cry, and Terrence and Philip are wondering what they're doing next. And then they come in the room, and Philip has this wonderful comment. He's like, I don't love your queefing, but I do love you. And they all make out and have sex again. Then the next morning comes, where Randy opens the door, he sees the newspaper, and there's a headline, Queefing Band, and then underneath it, it says, Road Warrior Did It All. So, queefing is banned in Colorado. But then Sharon tells Randy about how they were just having fun. This was their way of having fun. And to have it taken away 
just a disappointment. So, Stan and Randy realize what they've done was wrong. And there's only one way, only one way to get this fixed. By doing a charity music song. There's a time in our lives when we must listen to the oppressed and realize we've been keeping women down. They have power and they have courage. And we must all stand by the belief that a woman is strong and she has the right to queen. Fly free. Free to queen the loud fly free. Let every queen show that you're proud. You face so many challenges to put an end to your grief. You're a woman now, and you are free to queen. Time for equality. We must give them the respect they deserve. They're just the same as you and me. Their rights must be preserved. Unfortunately, Dan Aykroyd could not be there for the music video performance of this song. So, we go to the church where Terrence and Philip and Catherine and Katie are getting married. And they end up farting and queefing on the pastor. And he pronounces them farts and queefs. And that is the end of this episode. Eat, pray, and queef. Oh my god. Before I give my rating, I have to talk about um really the the end and the and the charity, the quote-unquote charity song. And it's basically done in the style uh or it's a parody really of We Are the World. And We Are the World is one of the biggest songs of the 1980s and it was released on March 7th 1985 the story is the famous story is after an award show I want to say it was the American Music Award that seems right the American Music Award a bunch of celebrities or a bunch of musicians gathered at a recording studio the words had been written and they all did this song we are the world and the people that did this is a who's who of artists i'm gonna go through the list lionel richie stevie wonder paul simon kenny rogers James Ingram, Tina Turner, Billy Joel, Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, Deanna Warwick, Willie Nelson, 
Al Giro, Bruce Springsteen, Kenny Loggins, Steve Perry, Daryl Hall, Huey Lewis, Cindy Lauper, Kim Carnes, Bob Dylan, and Ray Charles. And that's just the solo performers. Then you got to add in the chorus, which includes Dan Aykroyd, Harry Belafonte, Lindsey Buckingham, all the members of Huey Lewis in the News, Sheila E., Bob Geldof, Jackie Jackson, LaToya Jackson, Marlon Jackson, Randy Jackson, Tito Jackson, Waylon Jennings, Bette Midler, John Oates, Jeffrey Osborne, the Pointer Sisters, and Smokey Robinson. So, this was a big song, and this was kind of, in a way, America's response to Do They Know It's Christmas Time, which came out towards the end of 1984. Now, the song has had two covers. Well, actually, one cover, pardon me. They did a cover of this song for the 25th anniversary, but it was also for the tragic earthquake in Haiti that took place in January of 2010. So for this one, We Are the World 25 for Haiti, it's a completely different group of performers, as you'd imagine. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have Justin Bieber, Nicole Scherzinger, Jennifer Hudson, Jennifer Nettles, Josh Groban, Tony Bennett, Mary J. Blige, Tony Braxton, Archive footage of Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, Barbara Streisand, Miley Cyrus, Enrique Iglesias, Jamie Foxx, Wyclef Jean, Adam Levine, Pink, Bebe Winans, Usher, Celine Dion, Ari Anthe on guitar, Fergie, Nick Jonas, Mary Mary, like a jury, Isaac Slade, Carlos Santana on guitar, Lil Wayne, Akon, T-Pain, LL Cool J, Will I Am, Snoop Dogg, Nipsey Hussle, Buster Rhymes, Swizz Beats, Kid Cutie, Ayaz, Man, and Kanye West. Then the chorus. The chorus of this. Oh boy, are you ready for this one? Patty Austin, Philip Bailey, Piero Barone, Fonsworth Bentley, Ignazio Boschetto, Busybone, El DeBarge, Ethan Bortnick, Brandy, Jeff Bridges, Zach Brown, Christian Bush, Natalie Cole, Harry Connick Jr., Nika Costa, Faith Evans, Melanie Fiona, Sean Garrett, Tyrese Gibson, Gianluca Ginoble, or Ginoble from last episode, Anthony Hamilton, Carrie Hilson, John Legend, Julianne Huff, India R.E., Randy Jackson, Taj Jackson, Terrell Jackson, T.J. Jackson, Bobby McFerrin, Vin Diesel, yes, apparently Vin Diesel sings, Al Jardine, Jimmy Jean Lewis, or Jimmy Jean Louis, Ralph Johnson, Joe Jonas, Kevin Jonas, Rashida Jones, Gladys Knight, Benji Madden, Joel Madden, Catherine McPhee, Jason Mraz, Maya, Fred, Frida Payne, A.R. Rahman, Red One, Nicole Richie. What? Nicole Richie? Oh, man. Maybe, maybe it's a good thing they didn't get Paris Hilton. 
Rafael Sadiq, Chico DeBarge, Trey Songs, Music Soul Child, Jordan Sparks, Robin Thicke, Rob Thomas, Vince Va- Vince Vaughn. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Vince Vaughn be like, we are the world. Huh? We are the children. Anyway, to finish this list up, uh, Mervyn Warren, Verdine White, Ann Wilson, Brian Wilson, and Nancy Wilson. Now, Lionel Richie, in March of 2020, had suggested that a third remake should be made to commemorate or to communicate a miss a message of global solidarity during the COVID-19 pandemic and raise funds for aid efforts. As of this time, a third remake has not been done. Thankfully. I'm I'm going to be honest with with the song and don't get me wrong with what I'm about to say. The idea, the effort, is great. It's tremendous. But the song, to be honest with you, the song kind of sucks. I know. I'm sure some of you are throwing a computer or your radio at me or your vinyl record copy of this song through whatever you're listening to. I'm not a big fan of this song. I think I have the right to say that, and I, I'm i just not a big fan of this song. Um, as far as the charts go, it obviously went to number one on the Billboard 100. Um, it was number one in a lot of places around the world, and in the year-end charts was number 20 on the Hot 100. So the song is successful. They've raised millions of dollars. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not taking anything away from the song and the efforts that they did. Because it's a tremendous thing that they did. But I'm not a fan of the song. I'm, I'm honest to goodness. Not a fan of the song. And I'm sure I might be in the minority. But it's okay. So as far as this episode goes, oh boy, uh, this is one I'd like to forget. This is one I'd really, really like to forget. Um, going into it, I had this as a four, but the more I talk about it, I think a three is about the right number for this episode. So I'll just say th- a three. That's its rating, is a three. So there. Okay. Um, let's get into the production notes. And I, I, I'm sure you guys are having fun with me being tortured or me torturing myself. But anyway. Um... Although Parker and Matt Stone acknowledged it was a particularly juvenile episode, Parker said it was his favorite show of the season to produce. He said, I seriously never laughed as hard doing retakes, just going shot by shot, sitting there in the editing room laughing. 
During the writing process, the female producers and employees with the show found the script largely unfunny, disgusting, and offensive. They reportedly claimed vaginal flatulence would not bloom into a proud women's movement as it did in the episode, but Parker and Stone insisted that was what made the concept even funnier. Originally, Parker and Stone considered making a full-length episode of the Queef Sisters. The duo had pulled a similar stunt with the second season premiere, where instead of the follow-up to Cartman's Mom is a Dirty Slut, in which the identity of Cartman's father was to be revealed, they aired the episode Terrence and Philip without, and not without my anus, a Terrence and Philip-centered episode as an, ap- an April Fool's Day prank. Since Eat Day Queef was coincidentally also set to air on April Fool's Day, they considered a similar joke revolving around Catherine and Katie. However, since Terrence and Philip in Not Without My Anus infuriated South Park fans at the time, they decided not to do it and wrote a full script for this episode instead. The original prank is referenced in the episode when the Canada Channel announces that it will not air a much-anticipated Part 2 episode and instead aired this one. The angry reaction from the boys mirrors the real-life fan reaction to the South Park second season premiere. The episode uses the characters' conflicting responses to the comedic value of farts and queefs to demonstrate a double standard between rights of men and women, even in the 21st century, as both genders hold unfair opinions toward the other sex, and the episode suggests men and women are, and should be, equals. Shortly after this episode aired, the site also featured t-shirts and hooded sweatshirts based on the episode. One one featured Catherine and Katie queefing and saying, babies come from there. Okay, uh, reception to this episode. Oh boy, I can't wait to see this. A preview clip of the episode listed on the South Park Studios during the week before the episode's broadcast was viewed more than 50,000 times. In the original broadcast, it was watched by 3 million households overall, making it the most watched Comedy Central production of the week. It had over 1 million more household viewers than the second most watched Comedy Central show that week, the April 1st episode of The Daily Show. Nikki Payne of the Philadelphia Examiner said, Eat, Pray, Queef was... Probably one of my all-time favorite episodes of South Park right now, because it was so on point concerning the double standards between men and women. She particularly praised the scene in which Stan and Randy are disgusted and uncomfortable when Stan's mom and sister started queefing at the dinner table. Carlos Delgado of If Magazine said the episode was shocking, disgusting, and obscenely funny, and demonstrated South Park's ability to tackle any type of issue in a uniquely South Park manner. He particularly enjoyed the Martha Stewart segment, which he described as just haunting. Josh Modell of the AV Club gave the episode a B grade. Modell said the Katie and Catherine cartoon was particularly funny, but queefing was referred to in so many jokes that it became a bit tired by the end. Some reviewers were less laudatory. Travis Figgett of IGN said the episode was a textbook example of a disappointing South Park. He said the jokes were predictable, lazy, boring, 
and that Terrence and Philip are not funny enough to carry large portions of an episode. Alright, let's go to IMDB and see what they thought of this episode. Over 2,300 people have given this episode a rating, and the average rating is a 6.5 out of 10. 472 people gave this episode a 7. 284 people gave it a 10. 73 people gave it a 3. That's the grade I'm giving this week's episode. And 163 people gave this a 1. To break it down into demographics, over 1,600 males gave this episode a rating, and the average rating is a 6.5, with its key demographic being in the 30-44-year-old to 44 year old department, with an average rating of a 6.5. Meanwhile, for females, over 100-plus have voted the average rating is a 7, with its highest demographic being 18-29 to 29 and 45 and over, with an average rating of a 7. Okay, well, now that we've gone through that, let's see what the reviews on IMDb are, and believe me, there are a lot of them, so I'm going to pick very carefully the ones that I want to read here uh, this week. Let's... Uh, oh, that's a long one. Uh, let's go with Gangsta Hippie. Gangsta Hippie's always pretty good. Gangsta Hippie wrote, Eat, Pray, Queef is the newest South Park episode. The episode originally landed on an April Fool's Day, and this worried some. The last time this happened, April Fool's of 1998, Trey Parker and Matt Stone were supposed to show the conclusion to the episode, Cartman's Mom is a Dirty Slut where we finally find out who Cartman's father was. However, being April 1st, they decided to play a totally unrelated Terrence and Phillip episode entitled, Now Without My Anus. I actually like that episode more than the conclusion to Cartman's mom. Anyway, in this episode, the boys are excited to see the conclusion of a two-part Terrence and Phillip. However, being April 1st, we instead get an episode of a new show entitled, The Queef Sisters. Trey and Matt Cleverler cleverly spoofed that one incident they had back in 1998. The rest of the episode is basically boys versus girls, and why farting is more acceptable than queefing, when girls expel air out of their vaginas. Meanwhile, Terrence and Philip are angry that their show was replaced, and they set out to kill the Queef sisters before finding out that the sisters idolize them. They then become boyfriend's girlfriends. There are some very funny moments in this episode, and it was pretty good. This episode also cleverly, cleverly mixed fart jokes and toilet humor with some moral messages, just like in the earlier episodes. Season 13 is still going strong. Okay, next review is from I Killed Jenny Schechter, who wrote, I recently bought all the South Park episodes, and this one stood out enough for me to want to look up what others thought of it. I was surprised to find most of the ratings for this episode to be on the low side. I laughed pretty hard with this one, and thought it would be considered one of the series' best. After reading the comments, I understood what the users who commented were actually admitting, whether or not they meant to, what I've known for a while now. Men cannot stand when a woman is funny. 
from Rami and Michelle to Sarah Silverman to the grossly underused female factor in most Hollywood comedic blockbusters. Any comedy starring male SNL alum, Wedding Crashers, The Hangover, anything from Apatow. Was this episode consistently funny? No. But, then again, there have only been a handful of South Parks that I've found to be, the J-Lo episode being my favorite. The episode is far from boring, no more preachy than others. Plus, the sisters cracked my shit up. Alright, let's read some negative reviews. Uh, this is going to be from RBX from the show, who wrote, South Park run by feminists. A sign of the apocalypse. While I'm only partially exaggerating, Eat, Queef, and Pray, and with its nauseating feminist theme combined with only one good moment of comedy, easily outranks Britney's new look as the worst South Park episode ever. If you thought Terrence and Philip were unfunny, wait until you meet the Queef sisters, two vehicles to drive home feminist drivel that would make Andrea Dworkin blush. At the end, we learn that men are insensitive pricks, unable to see the hypocrisy of toilet humor, while women are just trying to have one immature joke at men's expense, proving that women are just innocent little damsels and men are the bear-swelling, moronic, patriarch, patriarchal devil. With their humor ultimately subverted by humorless rad femme undertones, Stone and Parker ultimately dropped the ball. To match Stone and Trey Parker... Unless you've been living under a rock, women do not suffer more. They cry louder. Wow. Okay, uh, let's go to another one. Let's go to... Grazgaz, Graz who wrote... After binge-watching entire South Park, I noticed how great the series were in the beginning, but then took a slow turn to the worse over season 11 and then 12. However, Season 13, Episode 4, marks the very episode where the recovery of the series seems to be impossible. And episodes beyond this, with some few exceptions, showed this was the case. Does this episode have any humor? Not really. Can anyone relate to the messages? I don't know anyone who can. What was this supposed to be about? Was the episode shocking and provoking? No, it's just plain childish and stupid. The only positive thing about the episode was that it did not include as much of Trey Parker's personal opinions excuse me, that he think he is entitled to force upon the viewers, often in a very immature way after season 11. But still, this one cannot be rated anything but a one rating. Whew. Uh, let's find... Let me see. Let's find maybe one or two more reviews. Uh, we'll go to... Okay, we'll do Random or What, who wrote, Surely critics have managed to convey the point to Trey Parker and Matt Stone by now. Terrence and Philip are just basically not very funny. In small clips, sure, they can have their comedic moments, but stretched over an entire episode, they are stale, boring, and flat-out immature. And then they somehow came up with the fantastic idea of adding in another two irritating identical characters. Oh no, wait, they're women. Creating an episode with little to no storyline, queefing against farting, not the most mature way in which to discuss feminism and masculinity. 
and an episode with very few laughs. In fact, I can scarcely remember any which made me do any more than chuckle slightly, and that was more out of respect for some of the previous episodes. Randy, usually such an intelligent central figure, was annoyingly one-dimensional, which is a damning reflection on the protagonist. Trey and Matt seemed to be trying for the typical April Fool's episode, to recapture some of the immature humor of the previous seasons. However, they fell horribly in, attempt to, in attempting to introduce issues, then skirting around them without addressing them. The only thing that kept previous episodes from becoming mundanely immature and pointless was an intelligent and compelling story, or great humor addressing interesting sets of moral values. This had neither. No substance, no humor, no storyline. This was little more than a horrible return to reality that, perhaps, all television shows can eventually go under. I'm just praying that this is the lowest point of the season or the lowest point the season can sink to, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed that the wit and sparkle hasn't left South Park. In my opinion, two good episodes this season, too bad. What will be the next? Or what will the next be? Alright, one more, uh, then I think we're going to wrap it up for this week. Let's go to White Seander, who wrote, I found this episode may not be South Park at its intellectual best, but still a really funny episode. One of the funnier episodes of recent seasons where jokes carried the episode rather than a strong message or storyline. Some of the scenes, Road Warrior, Martha Stewart, and those with Randy Ann were gold, and I laughed out loud on many occasions, where in other recent episodes, I would chuckle, but appreciate the wit. In summary, what is wrong with a bit of toilet physical humor? If it makes you laugh, awesome! And if you get a positive message out of it, even better. Well, I'll say, this is an episode that has split opinions on... Uh, on this one, I was very surprised. I thought it would go either one way or the other, but it did not. Alright, you can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97, and you can join our Facebook group, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. All you have to do is type that in the search bar, and you are right there. And if you can't find it, it's okay. I put the link in the description of each and every episode, so you can copy and paste onto the bar, and you're good to go. Alright, next time around, we are going to be talking about fish sticks. And South Park making fun of one of the most controversial figures of the 21st century, Kanye West. That is on the next episode of Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm Bill. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll talk to you all next time.